All right, we are live on a Saturday afternoon here talking about uh, the Patriots have made a trade for a big-time stud, quote-unquote stud receiver, uh, Devontae Parker, coming over from Miami. The Patriots send a third-round pick in 2023, and it looks like they're getting a fifth-round pick in 2022 back, although Rep report reported 2023, but I'm pretty sure it's 2022, uh, fifth-round pick coming back with Parker uh, for the Patriots. So, uh, look. Well, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Brian, I know you're not as high on it as, uh, as other people. By the way, Brian is with sure. me today. Uh, you know, we got a, a special special guest today uh, here yeah. talking about it. Look, I, I mean, you know, I, I think the Patriots wanted a big, you know, large guy who can show that he can play in the NFL. Parker has done that. Not consistently, but he has shown that he can at times take over games like he did in 2019 against the Patriots, against Stephon Gilmore, who won Defensive Player of the Year that year, uh, you know, and had a great game. But then he's also shown times where he is hurt for long extended periods of time or where he disappears and has one catch for five yards against the Patriots. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I think it's the idea of the trade is good. I don't know if – I I don't know. I, I don't know how good it really is. Yeah, you know <laughs> – so, like, the quotes that are being thrown out there a lot, I mean, Phil Perry um, from NBC uh, threw out the transcripts from before the week one game in, uh, in 2020. And you know, Bill Bill's quote is, he's a big athlete that runs well. Uh, he's got a very good skill set. Uh, he's got good hands, good run after the catch ability, good quickness for his size, presents a lot of problems on deep balls, big target at the end of rounds, stuff like that. Right. That is fine. But that was... 100 years ago like right. that i mean if you're quoting from before week one in 2020 that means that that the latest tape you have is 2019 and my god was that a long time ago right he is 29 now he's going on 30 uh he'll be 30 next year question mark uh we'll have to check it yeah, yeah he'll be i think he just turned 29 and injury riddled season last year he was healthy the year before um it's very clear that Tua has impacted him and his agent, Jimmy Gould, uh, Parker's agent, Jimmy Gould is, is over the moon about getting him into Foxborough and getting him out of that system, getting him away from what it sounds like, getting him away from Tua. Um, the most production we saw with uh, from Devontae last year was with, uh, I believe it was with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um. Or was that last year? Am I thinking? Am I, am I thinking? I think do I have my years? Two years ago. Two years ago. Twenty twenty. Two years. Twenty twenty. See, that's how long ago that quote was. Right. Right. Uh, you know, and um, so it's 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 a nice change of scenery for Parker. They're going to have to figure out the money. But I was just looking at his twenty nine or his twenty twenty one tape uh, after the trade was was uh, released, and man, it's not good. It's not good, Pat. That week 17 clip that you posted was like, whoa, he looked really yeah, slow, like, really I bad. I went right to it. Like, I went right yeah. to it, like 13 targets, four catches. I'm like, all right, there's going to be some Tua action involved there. Like, you know that that's what – Right. And some of the targets were – they were too. But, like, man, yeah, they were down in the game too. So, it was one of those uh, – you know, a lot of the drives were them trying to, you know, to, to go against soft zone coverage. And he's – I mean, it's one game. And right. I, I, you know, I, I try not to get too into one game, but like, man, there was like effort issues, go, but appeared to be effort issues. There was miscommunication all over the place. There was at least 
two times I saw where he ran the wrong route. Uh, yeah. And it was very it, like it, it had to have been him. He was the only culprit on the play uh, who it could have been. And, and like stuff like that, like you, you could tell he was an unmotivated, unhappy player there. So right. I, we'll see what we get. See what well, we that's get. The we'll thing. see what the money is too. Yeah. So that, that's the thing for me. And I was just looking up the money, but that's, that's really the issue for me is that he's, he's upset. He didn't want to be there in Miami. Hated playing with Tua. Uh, and, and felt like, you know, he got passed over kind of uh, by Waddle, who comes in. Of course, Tyreek Hill comes in now. They're going in a different direction, right? The they're, whole regime change. Yeah, know, whole, right. And know, regime they're, they're forgetting Mike McDaniel, yeah. Right, exactly. And so, um, you know, just so just so we're here, uh, Devontae Parker, it says he has a 5.5 or 5.65 base salary and then 500000 per game roster bonuses for 2022, and then a 5.7 base salary, 500 k in per game roster bonuses. For 2023. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know what the cap it's going to look like. I would assume the cap it's not going to be yeah. super high. Well, that would be the if, if they if they didn't do anything uh, to his cap hit, they wouldn't be able to enact a trade because right. uh, the Patriots don't have the cap space for to absorb it. The, the you have to have the cap space at the time of the trade. You, you can't do the contract first and right. then the trade um, because he's not technically on your team yet. So you have to do it and then you can do the then you can do the, the restructure or however you want to rework that. But like right. so they have to they have to have either done a maneuver um to to create more cap space before the trade that we haven't heard of yet or they are or something was done. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, with we'll the player, see. and that wouldn't be surprising because Parker, you know, hasn't really done anything. And again, he's been hurt. He's been in and out. He's been extremely inconsistent his whole career. This is kind of he's been up and down his whole career. And they said, "Oh, we're finally going to get to see him." And it's like, nah, okay, he had forty catches last year. Like, fine, you know. But he just he just wasn't. He was never never went above uh went went above and beyond right. And so that's kind of the thing right. for me. Now, the draft pick is like one fifty eight, I believe. Um, is the pick that they would be getting back for him this year. So it looks like a third-round pick next year for Parker and a fifth-round pick this year. So you're getting that fifth-round pick this year. I don't know. I mean, does it matter? Fifth-round pick's fifth-round pick. It's not, like, going to be this well, we amazing how, pick we, or anything. We, we, but... we know what Bill does with fifth-round picks. That's going right. to be a kicker. That's going to yep. be a punter. That's right. going to be a, a long snapper, a gunner. That's a special teamer. <laughs> Which it could be, and you're probably right, and you're probably right. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, I just look at it and think, like, okay, here we are. You have a guy that that's, has the potential, quote-unquote, to be a number one guy. And everyone's talking about get Mac that guy, right? And can Devontae Parker be that guy? I, I don't necessarily think so. But if you throw him at the X, and what this does, too, and, you know, people talk about Nelson Aguilar. I know you're very high on, on Aguilar as well. Um, but, you know, this helps Nelson Aguilar a lot, I think, because it takes him out of that X role and allows him to be in that Z role or even in the slot. So I think instead of now Parker, uh, instead of, I'm sorry, Aguilar playing outside the numbers, he can come inside the numbers even sometimes um, and use his speed to win in other places. And I think that that is helpful. And listen, I, I mean, the only other option they had at X was, was Nikhil Harry. So Devontae Parker is better than Nikhil Harry. I mean, we, we, we can, I, I mean, think yeah, we, I mean, we can say, say that. that we can say that all we want, but when you, when you, when you look at the resources and how and what you're getting from each guy. And I say this with, man, I'm glad I'm not tweeting this. Are, is he like, 
is five million dollar Devonte Parker, who's not going to be a de facto tight end, but blocking. I mean, we know what Nikhil brings right. to that X role. He does everything you want in that X role, except, except get good at, except right. good at receiver. <laughs> right. So, like, but but that's traditionally what they want out of that role. Like, it, it's I mean, who nobody has worked that role well in this offense since Randy Moss and and, yeah. and like you know like Brandon Lloyd ish kind of guys. Like, like we saw it with Josh Gordon and trying, you know, it's, it's right. all backside, Brandon LaFell. I thought was pretty good. Action. Yeah. Brandon LaFell, but like, it's all backside play action slants, um, you know, curls like Demir bird was in the X for the one year he was here. And uh, that was like their go-to shot play in 29 or 2020 with cam when they needed a first down or they needed eight yards or a chunk, some kind of chunk play. It was let's get in heavy and let's get Demir out there, split out to the field, and let's get him isoed on a corner and let's run the comebacker. Let's run the boot, like either naked boot or just a quick play action comebacker. And that was all it was. That's all the X has been. And can Devontae Parker do that? Yeah. One thing I love about it, though, I will say is that I think the most underrated part of Mac's game is his touch on the deep ball. I think he, th- he throws a beautiful deep ball. He, it, yeah. In structure plays, awesome deep ball thrower. And I think he'll be good enough to access that part that part of Devontae. Um, and those back shoulder fades and, and, and just get some opportunities for that. Because, I mean, he, he's not going to give you much else. That's just not where he's at anymore in his career. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have the speed. He never really was super fast anyways. So, you know, you're talking about a guy who's who's 29. And, and by the way, his birthday is in January. So he is going to be 29 all year. Um, and so, you know, you look at it and just say, okay, guy who's, who's you know, more than likely on the back end of his, of his uh, you know, of his pro career, but he can still win with his body. I mean, the last clip in the 29, in, in the last week 17 clip that you showed, he ran a nice little comeback route. Uh, was open, got open on the comeback route to a waited, 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 and then he finally threw it. And then Parker wrestled, wrestled, had to wrestle the D back for it, but won the wrestling match and got, and picked up a first down. And so, like, was it a great? No, it wasn't great, but like he got separation, a little bit of separation. And then when it came down to making a contested catch, he made that contested catch. So, are there things about him that that aren't great? Yeah, but like if he can make those contested contested catches, like actually make them like Nikhil Harry supposedly can make them. He can't really make them. If he can actually make those catches, then it's a guy that, you know, you can look at it and say, okay, at least we have some faith in giving him the ball in those situations. Right. And maybe he can't create the most separation like he, like he could when he was, you know, 22 coming out of college. But, you know, we, we feel that he's at least comfortable making those in high leverage situations or in high traffic situations. He can come down with the ball. Yeah. It's going to be all, it's going to be all ball skill stuff. It's going to be right. all red zone, deep ball. Like, again, he'll be running the comebackers. He'll be on the backside slants, you know, because his hands are great. And and he's he's just a monster. He's It's like a Des Bryant type, si- type signing, you right. know, like that late career Des Bryant-ish type that we were looking at when he was on the market a few years ago. And we, yeah. had, the, we had the Chris Hogan conversation. Um, right. Yeah. The uh, – but, but – what he'll allow Mac to do is finally work a little bit better out of structure. Hopefully that's the hope I'm sure behind the signing is like, 
like Nikhil, with the one thing with Nikhil is, man, when there was a ball, like a scramble drill, non-existent, nothing, yeah. no instinct, right. no feel, not, no, uh, no, just no cohesion with Mac and, and just a disaster. And uh, we saw it, we saw it with Cam too in 2020, just, it, you know, like that's where Cam wanted to make plays and wanted to make things happen. And like, specifically in that 49ers game where he threw the picks of that whole first half. It was just like trying to make things happen out of structure and nobody out there to make things happen. No safety valve, nobody yeah. working with him. Devontae Parker's really good in that aspect. So hopefully we see some Trump plays from that. Otherwise, man, they are still so slow. This this offense is still going to be slow yeah, and it's going to be very slow. I think the biggest thing for me, honestly, and, and I think – what it allows you to do, in my opinion, and again, is that you have at least a competent wide receiver out there where you feel like, okay, we can get the ball to this guy and he can actually do the job, right? And it's not, he's not great. He's not a great player, but he's out there and he's reliable. And of course, like he's been hurt a million times. So maybe he's not super reliable, but like I look at Jacoby Myers, I think Myers is the, the perfect example of that. Is he a great player? No. Can he separate against man coverage very well? No. Is he like a guy that you want to be like a number one or a number two receiver on your team? No, but he's at least a guy that can go out there and catch the ball. And like, you're like, okay, I know if I go into Sunday with this guy on the roster, at least we can get, we can be competitive at least, or at least competent at the position. We won't be great, but at least we can be competent. And it gives us a floor. It raises to me, the Parker trade raises the floor of the offense a bit because you're like, all right, we have a competent player that can play here. Is he going to be like a top five or 10 receiver in the league? No, of course not. But he at least allows us to actually play that a little bit. And Oliver mentioned the red zone. I think the red zone too, like he could be a guy, ball skills guy, like he could be a guy that can that can make a play on the ball in the red zone, right? Hunter Henry, and he he says it too, like Hunter Henry was the only guy they had last year, right? And so right. like yeah. if you can if you can add something to that, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So I don't know, you know, maybe they do a restructure or whatever to get him in, but what I will, what I do want to say, and I think you you pointed out on Twitter, which I think is totally true, this can't be it, right? This cannot be yeah. it. We're not done here, right? Like I think it raises the floor, which is good. It gives you a competent veteran player, which is good. But that is all for naught if you don't draft a wide receiver. You have to draft a wide receiver, and whether that's Mechie, who I love, or Sky Moore, who I also like, there's some guys that you know. Whether it's Olave, who's you know, who's uh, who's uh, Ke uh, Keegan's guy, like whoever it is, right? You got to bring somebody else in. And listen, are they going to draft Slade Bolden? Almost 100. percent They're going to draft Slade Bolden in the seventh round. Great, fine. That can't be the only guy they bring. Got to bring in. Right. They got to they got to draft a guy in the first or second round. Take a guy who was you know. My last mock, I had them trading back and drafting George Pickens in the second. Like a guy like that, I would love because I would love, I would he, love that. I would you know, like brings them speed. And the thing is that he has the same things that Parker has, but he ran a four four. He's fast, you know. So like, so yeah, great. He can catch the ball in traffic, but he also has speed, which is something Parker doesn't have, right? So he can learn maybe parts of those games. If you draft a guy who's similar to Parker, like a Pickens, right? Who's who's a similar player. He can teach him some of those intricacies of, of his game, and then Pickens can elevate it because he has that extra speed, right? And so, you know, that to me is like, hey, listen, you want to raise the floor? Perfect. That's great. You make yourself a little bit more competent. You have a guy who's a veteran who at, at the very least can kind of teach the young guys around him. 
but you can't just be like, okay, we're good. No, no, no. You have to go out and draft a guy as well who can be an elite level player perhaps this year or next year or whatever moving forward because that to me is the big thing. So, well then, so he, so here's the problem. Here's the, what the problem of the trade, it, it, the trade itself brings on the issue of, well, they're, they're telling us something about what they think of this wide receiver class in terms of where their where their resources, where their draft capital is, and where they think guys are going, and what guys they want on this roster, what what guys are on this this super small board we hear about all the time, how small their draft board is. There's right. like four guys on this board, and if they if they're not there, we got to trade them out. It it's telling me that they're looking at at, at pick twenty one and saying Garrett Wilson's gone. Chris Olave probably gone, uh, and and X guy that we like probably gone. Traylon Burks maybe who who knows, um, and we don't like where these we don't like this day two we, we don't like the George Pickens guy we don't like you know any of this this section of the draft. Hopefully right. these guys are here on day three. Maybe we'll maybe we'll grab them in like a Malcolm Mitchell type deal like that 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 range. That's what this move tells me is that they don't like where they're positioned for this class. And yes, like I, I want them desperately to get into. <laughs> no, it's no longer. No, I'll, I'll, the, the draft board is no longer Dax Hill because we have officially steamed him up too much. He's too yeah. popular and everybody wants him too much. He is no right. longer a possibility. It's he's actually go, it cannot happen now. And he's gonna go like late in the second round, and we're gonna be like, what right. the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so basically I I look at it like man, they like they like the guys they have in the in the room. They wanna employ they wanna deploy them uh better, but now there's a numbers problem if you add a rookie too. And so like I look at you bring in you bring him in and it means one of two things on the pro personnel side. It means you you don't like what you saw from Nelson Aguilar, or you are waiting and seeing on Jacoby and Kendrick Bourne. And you can't have them all in the field. There's no point of have for me, there's no point of having Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne on the field at the same time. Right, they're like like run them both in this. They're both slot guys. Kendrick Bourne is clearly the better player. They've got Jacoby back on this cheap deal, um, and then you bring in a Devontae Parker who's going to make the team, and Nelson Aguilar's tough to move. I mean, that contract is what it is. But like, I, I I'm very curious if this is a like what the what the move is going to be as far as on-field personnel in 2022 uh, and, pa- and like personnel packages when right. you have Monte Parker now. No, you're not wrong. I mean, Ali here says, you know, he wouldn't be surprised with Watson at 54. I personally don't think Watson is a guy that, that New England wants to target. I just don't think he's, I, I don't know if he's that, if he's the type of guy they want. I do wonder, do they go at, like, I mean, it's, it's not a bad question because you look at it and say, okay, they have Devontae Parker, they have Nelson Aguilar, they have Jacoby Myers, they have Kendrick Bourne. That's four guys right there who, those four guys are on the roster. Like I, those guys are here. They're on the roster. They're playing this year. That that's just that's happening. Like so now, if you're drafting, oh, a guy, I mean, Jacoby can be cut, and bam, you've got four million dollars in cap space, which is true. That that's I mean, true. Just like that, 
but you know, I think they like what Jacoby brings to the. I think they like a lot what Jacoby yeah, brings. Of course, you do, know, of and so like, and everybody loves Jacoby except for me, right? You know? <laughs> so like, of, of course they do, and like he's the most cerebral guy in the room, and like he knows the system better than anybody, and he's got all he's all the grit, all the grit stuff, right? Right. You know, but like, fact of the matter is, he can be cut in four million bucks or on your books now. Just right. Like no, which is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was asking about the size and speed with Watson. I, I just think Watson is a limited receiver. He, and again, it, it's North Dakota. Like who knows if, if he plays differently once he gets in the league. I just think he's, he doesn't have the route tree that some of the other guys have, which is, which is kind of the way I look at it is that he's not necessarily like a, he's not a refined route runner necessarily. He's a, he's not a finished product, put it that way. And I don't know if they're going to draft a guy that high who just off basically just off his combine workouts, you know, I mean, he did well, he, he looked good in, in, in mobile too, but like, I, I don't know. And I might be totally wrong with that. I, I just think I've heard that from multiple people that, that he's not necessarily the guy that they want, but nevertheless, sky and, more, sky more, sky. I love sky more. I, I love, Let's love sky. More. You know, I love sky more. I'm a big sky more guy. I love John Mechie. The idea of him coming from, you know, coming from Alabama yeah, and playing with, Mechie, yeah. so like, so, but again, like who knows, you know, I just think to me, I mean, it's not – they're not drafting someone at 21. Like, I think you look at it and say there's no way they're drafting a wide receiver 21. And I think that I was – I would have been shocked if they had done it anyways. I think this kind of just solidifies that, that it's not going to happen, right? But I think there's still an opportunity to trade back, right? And Barth mentioned this when he was on with us. Like, if those quarterbacks drop and you're sitting at 21 and there's a quarterback on the board and you and Detroit's at 32 and needs a quarterback and they're like, all right, we'll, get, we'll send you 32 and 33 to move up to draft a quarterback. Like you take that in a heartbeat yeah. and now you've moved back to 32 and you have 32 and 33. And now you can either trade back again with 32 or you can, you know, kind of, kind of do whatever. And, you know, Oliver says Elam or Booth, Elam, I don't think it's the guy, but, but either way, but, Booth uh, is, you know, but, Booth, I love Booth, but like the core, when you're talking core muscle surgery, I don't know. Ugh, yeah, it's, I don't it's know. scary. Uh, I, I love, I love how fluid of an athlete, like I, 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 yeah. I think he's like the prototype, Belichick right. guy, right? Right. Um, but uh, trade everything you have and get Jordan Davis, and just let us love on Jordan Davis for our for the rest of our lives. I'm let telling us have you, have another Vince Wilfork. I'm just telling you, I don't think it's crazy to think he drops to 21. I really don't. I really do not think it's crazy to think he drops to 21 because you dodge some bullets, and then like with the receivers, if there's a run on receivers, then that, that helps you. Right. Too. Right. And if some of the quarterbacks go, you know, three quarterbacks go in the top 20. And then you got some wide receivers, and you got the corners that are going to go, and you got the tackles and the edge defenders that are going to go. Now you got a guy who who play, had the third most snaps, and, and uh, Austin Gale talked about this when he was on with us. He had the third most snaps out of interior defensive linemen on Georgia, not just on passing downs, on first down, first and second downs. He had the third most snaps yeah. out of guys. So, so I think there are going to be people that are going to question: Can he play? enough snaps to justify picking him at 15 overall. And and look, Philly's got 15, 16, and 19. They're probably going to draft him at some point, right? But like – Unfortunately, I, yeah. You know, like that's probably going to happen. But maybe not. They brought by Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. Like you never know. But anyways, I, I, we're getting too far in the weeds here. But yeah, I, now I, it's a draft pod. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but um, I, I do, I do but, think. But, but that's the, that's the dominoes, right? Like right. that's how this works. Like if right. one thing happens, and 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 you, there's a whole mess of other things that have to fall into place now because of one big move that you make. Right. And it's just so. My last question for you about this. Yes. Devontae Parker move. Is it a little desperate 
Uh, I don't think so. You know what? Uh, to me, like, it's Max. We're going into Max second year. We got. We have to get. Let's get some names out. Uh, right. Bill would never go for a name guy. He obviously clearly likes the player, but like, right? Is it desperate? I don't think so. I, I here here's my thing. Right here here's the here's the thing for me. I think if you had gone out and traded a first round pick for DK Metcalf, that would have been desperate. Right, that would have been like, what are we doing? Right, like, well, or or fifteen million a year for Robert Woods. Right, that's what I mean. Like that, that's desperation to me. This is exactly what the Patriots do. They sit around waiting. They have a guy they like in you know Parker in Miami, and they say, hey, shoot, I mean, you just signed Tyreek Hill for a, you know a buttload of money. You have Jalen Waddle. You just signed Mike Gesicki back. Do you really need Devontae Parker? Yeah, we'll we'll trade you for it. We'll take him off your hands for you. And yeah, sure, we'll give up a third round pick next year, but you'll give us a fifth round pick this year in a draft that's incredibly deep. And you know, and then we'll get Parker. And, he, and he's not signed for one year; he's signed for two years. So th- th- that to me is, is kind of where it's going to. I understand where you're coming from, and I do think some people could theoretically look at this and think maybe it was a little bit of a panic decision because they got to get they have to get another guy in here. And like I said, I like the idea that they raise the floor of where they are. You know, but again, there's a lot of question marks. Is he going to be on the field? Is he going to be, you know, like those are those things that, that, you know, that we don't know the answer to. And again, you know, and someone mentioned the the Gilmore game again, and that's 2019. That's three years ago. Right. So like that's three years ago. Now he finished that season with like back-to-back hundred yard games. And I think three out of the last five games were hundred yard games for him. Like he played really well that time, but you know, like I just don't, I don't know now. Oh, a long time ago, and, man. You know and that's the thing. So, I do think though that it allows them to raise the floor. I think to me, I almost look at it the opposite the way that you do. I think that this allows them to bring in a rookie easier because if that rookie comes in and he's a, even if he's a high draft pick, if that rookie comes in and he's not ready yet, Parker's already in front of him. And you say, hey, yeah, look, kid. Absolutely. You know, and, and then you can, and then there's less pressure on that guy if, you know, if you have Parker in front of him. <laughs> so Patrick mentioned uh, yeah, James Patrick, Williams. Yeah, like, James Williams. That's not a, a, a Bill guy, in my opinion. No, it is. Uh, and, it, much, and it's never going to happen. Speed, Someone's going to draft much, him. Uh, too dynamic of an athlete, too much speed. But no, he's he's got, there are route tree issues and, uh, there are things there's rumors and things out there you hear you don't know how much to put on things right. but like it doesn't right. sound like he's going to be a patriot yeah but you never know i mean i say that on a podcast and and then that is exactly how things work um, <laughs> right. because that right. is the universe that we live in um, exactly but so i'm ex- i mean it's nice to see i mean it's nice to see them doing things and, and trying to work the values, you know, doing the mm-hmm. same old, same old, you know, it's a, it's a value move, right? If there's a, a guy with some, there's some meat on the bone on a player. They think there's some meat on the bone of a player that they can get on a pick swap, uh, taking on a, a pretty modest contract because uh, so much of his, his money was um, in, in signing bonus and they can still manipulate it a little bit if they want to, once they get him on the roster. So we'll see. Yeah. Um all, but another guy that I keep that keeps popping into my head now is is, is Johnny Smith. So like, you've got a lot of guys that you want to try to get on the field and get the football to yep. in different ways, and you know it's it's feeling a little like. I mean, now it's looking a little more twelve personnel, like like they are going to go with the twelve personnel this year. I think they should. Devontae think, on the backside of it. Yes, I think they should, and and I think you know, I think Nikhil. What I thought they were going to do with Johnu last year, I don't know why I said Nikhil. Oh, someone someone just said something about Nikhil. 
I what they what I thought they should have done, done last year with Jonu was, you know, you throw him in and he's your gadget guy. You throw screens and you throw quick passes and you run him out of the backfield. And that's what I thought they should have done with Jonu last year. Well, John, well, Josh tried it and right. and it was he was in the opening script of every game and it was beautiful. Yeah. And then it would just it would be non-existent. Yeah. And so I don't know what it is, but I'm hoping that he's there. And and look, do they need a fullback? Probably. I mean, it'd be nice to have like a you know a downhill running fullback who runs people over. But at the same time, like I don't know. I, I kind of feel like if you have a dynamic athlete coming out of the backfield, that might be a little bit more important. So, well, the problem was we'll is they would they would come out with Johnu, try to work him into the script. They would have a little success. The drive would stall somehow and they would punt, and then they wouldn't go back to it. And they right. couldn't go back to it because no matter what, they couldn't get defenses to match base personnel against 12 personnel. It, they would get matching nickel. And so they wouldn't have that advantage against bigger per, you know, bigger linebackers. Right. They, and John who's on a safety, there's there's too many safeties on the field. Right. Uh, and they, they couldn't get the advantage. But they weren't successful enough. They, they were having success, obviously, with the run game. And so they would they would bring on – all year long, Mike Onwenu, when he came back, at sixth offensive lineman, right. Jacob uh, Jakob Johnson in the backfield, get as big and nasty and heavy as they could, super condensed sets, and then the, the defense would finally match with base personnel, and then it's like, okay, now we can take our play-action shot. Right. Come on, Nelson, get it for us. And it was, like, so obvious and scripted, and it was just like, if, if they're not going to honor base personnel, they're not going to match your 12 personnel with base personnel, Stop going out there in twelve, and 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 don't don't be so dedicated to trying to get that matchup. Just go out and freaking nickel and and match their passing coverage strength with some passing strength. Yeah, but in Max rookie year, we don't know how much. I mean, clearly they were very conservative all year with everything they did last yep. year. Hopefully, like the reins are taken off, and hopefully Devontae Parker gives them a little bit more of like they feel that they can call more shots, exactly. more shot plays, exactly. Take, because, That's the hope. And you and I talked about it. The best game plan they ran last year was week three of the preseason when Mac was in, running quick game, running no right. huddle, shotgun, right. moving guys around. That's what he's uh, comfortable he, with. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Watching him work in rhythm and getting the ball out quickly and taking shots and throwing beautiful deep balls. Uh, and, and then that just didn't happen all year. Yeah. So I think at a, certain, at a certain point, Oh, let him open it up. And he's going to make mistakes. Like, they try to limit his mistakes. I get it. But he's a confident guy. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to screw up. It's going to happen. But, like, uh, you see how he responds to adversity. I mean, I always come back to play. The game I always come back to is is the, the Dallas game where he throws a bad pick six. You're winning the game. He throws a terrible pick six. and And then he comes back the very next play throws it to the same receiver covered by the same corner and the safety screws up the play and, and it ends up being a touchdown. But even if the safety makes a good play on that, Bourne still catches that for a 30 yard game. Like that's, that's the type of thing for me where I look at it and just say, that's what he does. This is what he, and then what he does, it's what he's done all year because I went to the first pad of practice and I went out there and said, Mac sucks. He's not ready. He, he the speed of the game is too big for him. And then after that, after that day, he had like the three best days he had in camp because he responds to adversity well. He's done that his whole – he did that all year last year, starting in training camp. So, to me, you bring up get the him Dallas out there. Game, man. It's like he was dealing on third downs. He was yeah. – he was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he had the pick six. You know, it was bad. 
but it wasn't really his fault, uh, if, if I remember correctly, right? Like, it was kind of his fault. A little bit of both, yeah. A not a great throw, not a great route. A little bit of both, yeah. And then, but he was, man, he was nails all game. Yeah. He was nails. And then they decide to punt from the, yeah, from the bad, 45 man. yard line and, and give the ball to Dak. And it's like, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You knew it was going to happen. Took, what would it take? Like two plays? It was like yeah. two, two or three plays. Yeah. Two or three. Yeah. Can't be so. having that this year, man. Let's year two. Let's, let's go. Especially in this division now. This, I know. like, like, man. I mean, they got swept by the only two, the, the two competitors in the division last year. Oh, no, they didn't get swept. I'm sorry. They beat the Bills. They beat and, Buffalo, and, right. They got swept by the scuba suit. That's right. Yeah. But, but, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So. I'm a little excited now that we, that we're just talking Patriots football. That's it. And we're doing stuff. We're doing stuff, which is nice. So do something. Anyway, <laughs> anyways. All right. I got to run. I got to go pick up my dog from the groomer. Uh, but this has been fun. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming through as always. We got to we got to do some mock draft stuff uh, and talk about some talk about some players in the draft. And we will be doing Brian. I think we'll be there. We will be doing a uh, a live reaction during the first night of the draft on Thursday night, Thursday, April twenty eighth, I believe is the date. We'll be live the entire first draft, the entire first round of the draft is going to be ahead. Certainly, heck there's of no history of uh, of the show last year left on the internet, right? <laughs> surely that is gone that was unbelievable and Allie, i will work on that big board i i haven't done one yet but i will work on that big board uh if there's some interest i will i will release a big board because i'm down for it um i'm down for it there are some guys that are very high on so we'll see the problem is i haven't really looked at the top guys because it's like well i'm not even looking at those guys like i i've watched zero snaps of cave on thibodeau because he's gonna go in the top five i don't care like what that guy makes doesn't matter to me you know what i mean so maybe i'll do uh Maybe I'll do something just on just on Patriots guys, right? Guys that I want the Patriots to draft. Really. So, anyways, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming through, Brian. Appreciate you, sir. Yeah, and I will sure. uh, we'll see you guys soon.